Okay. To do so, I think, is abhorrent. Ooh, damn, huh? Have mercy. He was not happy. That was the judge in the Chauvin trial yesterday. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here. It's 510. This is the morning news and comment on the news for April 20th. It's 420. Oh, yes, it's that one day out of the year when we see stoners on TV all day taking a puff and another puff. Uh, it's 420. Pledge of Allegiance today. 210-599-5555. We'll turn the phones on right now and get you to say the pledge. To start the day off right, 210-599-5555. Front coming in around dinner time tonight. So tonight's going to be chilly. I promise you it's going to be chilly. But today is beautiful. Going to be nice, really, really nice day today. And some nice days ahead, but we're going to have to go through a front first. I was a guest on the Lars Larson Show last night. We were talking about the Austin shooting and the capture of the alleged shooter and how that was a domestic violence situation. The man was walking between Manor and Elgin and uh, near Highway 290 when he was captured yesterday. We're going to take you behind the scenes, some info that we have concerning that story coming up. I watched every word of the closing in the Chauvin trial yesterday. That was the judge, his honor. He was not happy with Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters doesn't care who's happy with her, obviously, nor does Nancy Pelosi, because they're not going to do anything, anything at all to to uh, Maxine Waters, who, in my view, my opinion, was trying to prejudice the jury by threatening violence if they did not find guilty in this case. They will find guilty. It will happen. Now, it's just going to be on what charge that they're going to find guilty. Because i got to tell you, the defense did a phenomenal job. So did the, the, the prosecution did good, but the defense did a phenomenal job creating lots of reasonable doubt. Tons and tons of reasonable doubt. But those jurors not being sequestered, they've seen the news, they've heard, they know. They're very well aware, plus they haven't been zombies for a year, right, that America's been burning, so that's going to be on their mind. And it doesn't matter how much the judge tells them in his instructions that can't be on your mind, that will be on their mind whether or not America is going to burn. So maybe it's a lesser charge. I don't know. Anything less than 18 uh, terms of life where he's going to be put in the general population of a prison where he will be killed eventually is not going to be good enough. Uh, I can tell you I'm quite sure, in my opinion, the bricks, the bottles, the fireworks and everything have already been pre-positioned, and they're going to go off regardless. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. They're going to go off. I also watched all of the Trump interview on Hannity, and, you know, the, the, the first, you know, the first thing that came to my mind while I was watching the Trump interview on Hannity, it wasn't, man, he's still my president, or, man, he's still the president, or, I wish he was still. None of that came to my mind right away. You know what came to my mind right away? There is no way on this green earth that Joe Biden could sit for an interview like that for that amount of time and answer questions without having them written down on a teleprompter somewhere and them coming in, giving him some sort of wake-up, you know, salts to smell or something because Joe Biden doesn't have it going on compared to the acumen, the physicality, the mentality of Donald Trump sitting there answering those questions as Sean Hannity fired them at them. No way on this planet or any other that Joe Biden could do that. We know Joe Biden can't even stumble downstairs to meet the Japanese prime minister just a couple of days ago. We know he has a hard enough time keeping his thoughts straight. Jen Psaki had to clean up his mess yesterday. He called the kid thing down at the border a crisis. And by the way, it's beyond crisis now. It is an unmitigated disaster is what it is. I just watched video of them pulling kids out of the water at the Rio Grande. 
And uh, so, you know, here here's uh, Joe Biden saying, yeah, it's a crisis. And they, <laughs> they lost their stuff in the White House yesterday. So Jen Psaki ran to the camera. No, 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 no. He misspoke. He didn't mean to say. No, he didn't mean to say crisis. No, that's not what he meant to say. The president misspoke. Well, wait a minute. Who's the president? If he's the president and he wants to call it a crisis, well, then who are you, Jen Psaki, or anybody else? to say he misspoke uh no i think what's going on is joe's not the president and the acting council who is the president the presidential council who is running the country they made jen Psaki go out yesterday and say this guy who's wearing the title and has the nice cars and the big airplane but it's not really the president he he didn't get it right so we'll talk about the uh chauvin situation because it is now at the jury we'll talk about that and the maxine waters appeal ron DeSantis, the governor of florida and hopefully future presidential contender and it's always interesting when you wake up and your name is in the paper and mine's in the paper today in a news article about guns and i made a video out of it it's over at ktsa.com trey trey t-r-e-y ktsa.com and it's also on the ktsa facebook page and the trey Ware facebook page uh, you can see my video it takes two minutes to check it out i'll explain when we come back from the break San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So he's going to be 79 years old. That is not old. I know many people in their late 80s that are just as good as they were years ago. I spoke to one who's 92 years old. He said, I feel better than I did 20 years ago. 78, 79 is not old. Uh, but he, you know, look, uh, I, I don't think it's even appropriate for me to comment on that. It sort of speaks for itself. I mean, people can make their own determination. I know that if it were me, uh, they would be up and down going crazy. That's right. He brought that up. Had he fallen on those stairs going up the airplane, you'd still see it. You'd see it over and over again. You know exactly the way they treated him because they did it. We have four years of how they treated Donald Trump. It was an excellent, excellent excellent interview last night full of grace and class smart thinking and uh, you haven't heard the last of donald trump that's for sure 523 trey Ware, 550 ktsa fm 1071 phones are on right now at 210-599-5555 for you to uh, record the pledge of allegiance for us here in today's san antonio express news there's an article by jeremy wallace and jeremy thank you for including me in the article i appreciate that he's in the austin bureau uh, yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when you wake up in the morning and your name's in the paper. So, oh boy, now what? What's going on? Well, this happens to be about the concealed carry, or, uh, open carry, or constitutional carry, as it's best known, permitless carry. And I address it in uh, the video today, but what uh, they talk about in the paper is an interview I did during the last session, okay, in 2017 with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. And here's what's in the paper today. During a 2017 radio interview in San Antonio, Patrick told host Trey Ware that law enforcement does not like the idea of anyone being able to walk down the street with a gun and they don't know if they have a permit or not. Well, and I told the lieutenant governor at that time, well, that happens every day because criminals don't have permits. So, you know, police are walking down the street every day with guys who are carrying guns who don't have a permit. 
Let me tell you what this constitutional carry bill is all about. Let me just sum it up, and then you can watch my video and get details. Leveling the playing field. That's it. Criminals already carry without a permit. The only people that that are required to carry a permit are law-abiding citizens. Let's level the playing field. It's always a good guy with a gun who stops a bad guy with a gun, so let's level the playing field. And as far as these officers of the law that says, well, it's going to make us, meaning police, less safe. No, it won't. It'll make you more safe. It'll make our entire communities more safe when you have law-abiding citizens who are able to carry, and you're removing the hindrances to them being able to carry. The entire community is safer that way. And uh, right now, the only people who carry without a permit are the criminals. So that's why law enforcement is unsafe. They're unsafe right now because criminals are the only ones that carry without a permit. Let's level the playing field. Let's just get this done, guys. Lieutenant Governor says we don't have enough votes in the Senate to do it. I understand. Look, I know that there are people that are my friends right now who don't like me saying this because they make money off of teaching the class, getting the permits. I understand, and I'm sorry that you uh, are upset with me right now over my position on this. I really am. I'm sorry about that, and I hope it doesn't cost me your friendship, okay? (laughs) But uh, the Constitution is clear shall not be infringed and the only people who live that way are criminals their ability to keep and bear arms is not infringed as far as they're concerned so let's let's level the play of playing field as i told you i watched every second every word of the derek chauvin closing arguments and it's at the jury right now and the nation is on edge and the nation is waiting to burn and they're all concerned about whether the nation guys guys listen they're going to go off regardless of what the finding is. They're going to go off. Okay, Somewhere, they're going to go crazy. And it's going to happen. I'm convinced, in my opinion, that the bricks and the bottles and the fireworks and everything's pre-positioned and ready to go because it's not about Derek Chauvin. All right? They're going off. It's not about any one particular trial or any. Really, it's not about police brutality, uh, police going after black guys. It's not about that either. Their their response and all the 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 writing in the street. It's about revolution. It's about a Marxist revolution in the United States. They're fighting a Marxist revolution war in the streets of our cities. Okay. So just so you'll know, these are just excuses, right? These are excuses for them to throw fireworks and to attack cops and to attack businesses. Why do they attack businesses every time this happens? I just want you to think about that for a second. Every time this happens, why do they attack a business? It has nothing to do with the incident with the cop. It doesn't. It has everything to do with capitalism and our way of life in America. So they are attacking the capitalistic system, and they're stealing from the capitalistic system and all that kind of stuff. It has nothing to do with cop and brutality and any of these any particular cases. So whatever, that's an excuse. That's just a, an excuse, and it's cover for them to carry out their revolution. This is about revolution. This is about a communist takeover, eventually a communist takeover, a Marxist takeover of the United States. That's what you're watching very clearly. Ron DeSantis just signed a bill over in Florida, however. You riot over there. You burn anything over there. You attack a cop over there. You're going to prison for six months minimum. Minimum. Good job, Governor. Texas Senator Don Buckingham has a bill for Texas to do the same thing. Let's get it passed. Let's make it the law. 
All right, the Chauvin trial and Mad Max Waters. We'll talk about that and the latest on that situation with the guy up in Austin. I was a guest on the nationally syndicated Lars Larson show last night about that. Tell you about that coming up after the news. While I'm gone here, while we're doing the news, check on my video. It's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. If you care about the safety of your community, take a look at it, see what's in it. And please give me a comment and a share, because I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Back home, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Get KTSA when you want it online at KTSA.com, plus Facebook and Twitter. Stay connected. If you look at mainstream media, or as you say, lamestream media, they didn't cover that. If that were a Republican, in particular, if it was me, that would be the biggest story for the rest of uh, the year. Yep, that, that's right. What a great interview last night. I watched all of that interview, and he was really on point. And, and what really just kept playing over and over again in my mind was that Joe Biden couldn't do that. There's no way Joe Biden could sit for an interview like that without falling asleep or getting off track or whatever. Uh, Donald Trump was great last night. He was on focus. He was on point. He was classy. Uh, you people, you know, you, you people who voted for Biden, you really screwed up. You really screwed up and screwed up the country. You broke the country. You really did. 420, and this is the day that we're going to see stoners on TV all day. If you want to say the pledge, 210-599-5555. Now, uh, Nancy Pelosi said that, uh, Mad Max Waters should not apologize for the confrontational remark and, uh, claim she wasn't inciting violence. We all heard it. She was inciting violence. Says that she did it in the spirit of the civil rights movement. No, she didn't. She went down there, in my view, to influence the jury that's jury influence is what she was doing it's tampering with the jury she went down there to call she she went out of her way a thousand miles and she broke the law to do so and said she didn't care about breaking the law and when she said hey you know what we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up even tighter we're gonna wind it up even tighter if we don't get a murder conviction not a manslaughter conviction a murder conviction and uh, I feel like I need to explain this a million times, but I'll say it again. It doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter what – he's going to be convicted of something, right? That, that That's already baked into this. We've had too many – too too much has been going on around this trial for over a year. So there will be something that's going to – there will be a conviction of some kind. Although the defense did a tremendous job yesterday, and there's lots of reasonable doubt. Lots of reasonable doubt. Ton of it, ton of it, but you know the, the people who are going to riot. In let, let's just say, and this won't happen. Let's just say he's acquitted of all charges, right? The people who would riot in that case, they never watched a minute of this. They didn't see any of the testimony. They're just going along, right? Because rioting's a cool thing to do, man. Let's riot! Yeah, hate the man, hate the man. That's that's their thinking on this, right? But uh, there's lots of reasonable doubt and reason that a reasonable jury would look at that, right, and say, well, you know, uh, yeah, it, it looks to me like he was just doing his job. Yeah, it looks like he was doing his job. And I could see where maybe the dude had a heart attack. You know, when 95% of the arteries in and out of your heart are blocked up and you're under stress and you're on uh, dope, well, you know. Heart attack can happen in that situation, so yeah, I, I vote to acquit. You know, that could be something that somebody would say. It's not going to happen, all right? He's going to go to jail. And the only way that, that Chauvin survives in prison is if they isolate him for the rest of his life, because he, he's a cop in prison in that population. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, that's just, you know, my prediction uh, on all of this. But it doesn't matter. You could hand down 42 life sentences, 
You know, a thousand life sentences, the next 10,000 years, he'll never get out of prison. You could do that, and they're still going to blow stuff up, man. They're still going to throw fireworks, and they're still going to throw bottles of urine, and they're still going to throw bricks, and they're still going to go after businesses. Why? Why are businesses the target? Because this has nothing to do with Derek Chauvin, has nothing to do with police, has nothing to do with police and black people, has nothing to do with any of that. This has to do with a communist revolution that's happening in our country. That's what's going on. It's a Marxist revolution happening in the United States right now. That's why they attack capitalist businesses. That's why they go after small businesses and sometimes large businesses. Because this is an attack not on the police. That's not what this is. The police are just their convenient excuse to attack the system of the United States. And it's a Marxist takeover of the United States. I was a guest on uh, Lars Larson National Show last night. The subject was this guy up in El- between Elgin and Manor who was caught yesterday. Stephen Broderick is his name. We've got some new information that we did not have yesterday about this case that I wanted to share with you. The people that he allegedly killed was his wife, estranged wife, 35-year-old Amanda, their 17-year-old daughter, Alyssa, and her 18-year-old boyfriend, Willie Simmons III. Now, Alyssa was his daughter by adoption, in other words, stepdaughter, and they had a son together. Amanda and Stephen had a son together, and the son was not there Sunday when the shooting happened, so he's still alive. Yesterday morning at 7 o'clock, he was taken into custody. We broke the news here on KTSA a little after 8 o'clock yesterday. Sheriff deputies arrested him without incident. He was armed. He had a loaded pistol in his waistband. Travis County District Attorney said he's going to request that Broderick be held without bail, and he can do that because he committed the crime after he paid money, a bond, to be released on charges related to sexual assault of a child. So he was out on bond violating that by committing these other crimes. Allegedly, the shooting occurred shortly before noon on Sunday. Amanda Broderick was divorcing her husband, according to the law firm that was representing her, because, allegedly, he had uh, sexually assaulted a young family member, and she was the one who called the police on him. He spent a few days in jail last year for that, That was 16 days last summer for sexually assaulting the child. He posted bail. The judge ordered him not to contact or go within 200 feet of the child. It had to wear a GPS tracking device. But as we do in our country, in the criminal justice system, five months after his release, his case still pending, the Travis County judge said, oh, go ahead and take that GPS monitor off. You don't got to wear that no more. You're fine. So the wife... She had a call. She was the one who had called authorities on his alleged sexual assault of the child in the family. So he was apparently already mad at her. And the wife t- told Amanda did. She told authorities they were afraid of him and that he would come after them because the allegations would affect his career, and in fact did. So there's still a lot of holes and stuff that we do not know, but that's what we do know as of right now. Simmons was a tremendous football player, linebacker who had committed to go play at North Texas after leaving uh, high school this year. He'll leave high school, well, I mean, he's dead now, but was going to leave high school next month and be playing at North Texas in the fall. Alyssa and and Willie Simmons had been dating for quite some time. She was an outstanding student at Elgin High and also a uh, an athlete herself, basketball player, athlete. So this is one of those domestic violence 
situations. And I want to bring up the gun issue again because it's the subject of my video on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. It's always interesting when you wake up and your name's in the paper. <laughs> but I do appreciate the shout-out in the paper this morning. It was a, uh interview that I did in 2017 with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick on constitutional carry. I am an advocate for constitutional carry, and here's why. It levels the playing field. The bad guys already carry without a permit. Okay? The bad guys are already carrying without a permit. Now, how does it relate to this story? Too many times, and I, and let me just say, I don't want to point out this story in, in particular and say she was trying to get a gun and she was prevented. No, 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 no. I don't know any of that about this particular story. I'm talking about domestic violence as a whole. Okay, overall domestic violence. Too many times when there is a violent husband who leaves the home, too many women go and try to uh, obtain a gun, and they are told they have to wait. It happens over and over again. You got to wait. Got to wait. Got a waiting period. Got to wait. Got a waiting period. Got to wait. Got to do background checks. Got to do all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, the old man comes, kills her, and a lot of times the family too. That should not be. That should never happen. You should not have to wait. The criminals are not waiting. They're not obtaining their weapons legally. So they're not waiting to get their weapons, and they're not carrying a permit, and they're not going to class. And I know a lot of you guys are my friends that run these classes, and you want these classes to continue because it's a major part of your income. I know. But, 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 guys, it's not right. We should have constitutional carry. It levels the playing field. Law-abiding citizens, the more law-abiding citizens who are armed, uh, and trained, the more law-abiding citizens that we have that are that way, the safer our communities are. The criminals already have the guns, and they're carrying without a permit. This is all about leveling the playing field. I addressed it in my video this morning because they mentioned me in the paper today, so I felt like I would do that. And again, thanks to the paper for tossing that in there. I appreciate that very much. But the video is on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. You can get there through my Facebook and, uh, and the KTSA Facebook. It only takes two minutes. It's real quick quick video i do more explaining here on the air than on the video but it's a chance for you to check it out so check it out and uh and then comment and let me know because i really do i read your comments on all that i go i go to those videos several times a day and i see what you're saying about it so give me a comment and and a share so that other people can comment on the issue too and i can follow along because you know what i'm not 100 percent right 100 percent of the time so i'd like to read your comments and see if you disagree with me or whatever steven's roofing newsmaker hotline to the phones, line one, Troy, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm with you on this um, open carry. Uh, I've lived in a state where we had it. Um, none of this knucklehead stuff went on. You wouldn't see none of the the people acting rude, disrespectful to people. I've had elderly couples come up and thank me for carrying. Um, I think it needs to happen here in Texas. Uh Looking to hear your response on that, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Troy. We already have open carry. This is what's called constitutional carry, which would say that anybody over the age of 21 who does not have a pending case against them or a conviction or a mental health issue can go buy a gun and carry a gun and not have to go through the permit process, not have to go through the classes. That's why there's a big lobby for CHL guys or from CHL guys. A lot of those guys are my friends, so I'm stepping on toes. I understand. Friendly fire, you know, hold your fire. Uh, but it's, it's one of those deals where the Constitution to me is clear, Second Amendment's clear, 
and your rights to keep a bear arm shall not be infringed. But here is the bottom. Let me just bottom line it, and then you can watch my video, KTSA.com, Trey Ware page. Level the playing field. The criminals have an advantage over law-abiding citizens, and criminals should never have an advantage over law-abiding citizens. But criminals do because they permitless carry. Now, on my page, Sandra says, yes, let's get it done. The more good guys with guns out there, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know one person who would carry without knowing how to use their firearm. Criminals have no restrictions, so why should law-abiding citizens? And Paul says, I agree with you, Trey. That's all on the video. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And I do appreciate your shares and your comments because, uh, you know, I'm not right about everything all the time, so I like to read your comments. And sometimes my mind has been uh, changed by that, too. Capitol Officer Brian Sicknick suffered two strokes after the January riot. He was not killed by rioters. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS all got it wrong. They all said that he was killed by a Trump supporter with a fire extinguisher, that his head was bashed in by a Trump supporter with a fire extinguisher. Turned out he went back to the office. He called his family, told his family, hey, I'm fine. Everything's good. He got sprayed with some pepper spray up there. He said, ah, that's a minor detail. It's all good. Everything's fine. Sat down in the office and had a stroke. So he was not killed by a Trump supporter. You, you, you know that they're not talking about that on CNN, MSNBC, CBS, none of those. They're not talking about that because they all got it wrong which they often do, and it doesn't fit their narrative. Now, we know that Black Lives Matter protesters have killed police officers in their riots. We know that that has happened. But none of those rioters on January 26th killed anybody. The only body who killed somebody up there was a Capitol Police officer shooting and killing a woman who was crawling through a window. So, what's fair is fair, what's right is right. Encircled Ukraine. Yeah. 609-550-KTSA-FM-1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. So that was uh, Donald Trump. I watched every bit of that on Hannity last night. And, you know, the thing that's pretty interesting about that, and, and this is the first thing I thought and what kept coming back to my mind, not not this, you know, not all that stuff about, well, you know, he's still my president and he's going to be the president soon and all. No, 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 he's not. He's not going to be the president soon. He may in 2024. It's possible. But but what kept coming back to my mind watching that last night, Joe Biden could never do what he did last night. No way on the planet Joe Biden could sit there for that type of interview for that long without having everything written down, without getting some sort of something to keep him going. No way. Donald Trump is uh, life, uh, full of life and, uh, and smart. Uh, he was classy last night. You guys who voted against him, y- y- y'all voted to break the country. And, and Joe Biden is about breaking the country right now. Um, the other thing was I was a guest on the Lars Larson show uh, last night. We were talking about the Austin uh, Austin shooter and his uh, capture out there near Elgin and Manor uh, near Austin in a domestic violence situation. I've got some more details about that I'm going to share with you here in a little while. I also yesterday spent the entire day watching every word of the closing arguments in the Chauvin trial, which is now resting with the jurors. I have to just tell you straight up, guys, that in my view, my opinion, 
whatever the verdict is and whatever the punishment is going to be, and by the way, he waived his right to a jury to decide his punishment if he is found guilty. The judge will decide that. That's probably smarter for him. I, I think, number one, let me just go through this quickly. Number one, I think that his defense did a really great job yesterday, okay? Really good job yesterday. I think that uh, there's enough uh, reasonable doubt that was inserted in all this concerning the health of George Floyd, concerning uh, his his heart issues and, <coughs> excuse me, the fact that he had uh, clogged arteries going in and out of his heart, 95% on one of them, uh, the fact that he was on drugs. He was on drugs and drugs that kill you. He was taking them when it happened. He had been taking them. He had, he had decades of drug abuse, and he was on drugs when it happened. Uh, that's enough to to introduce reasonable doubt. When you watch the totality, not just the nine minutes and twenty seven seconds of what happened there, but you watch the totality of everything that went on, there's enough reasonable doubt to say Derek Chauvin was following the protocol, the rules of the department, and doing what needed to be done to subdue a guy who was obviously an issue, a problem. Right? There's enough doubt in people that could be created in people's minds. It's not going to matter, guys. It's not going to matter. He's going to be found guilty for something. All right. These jurors, they have been following the world. They have not been sequestered. They have been out in the world for a year watching all the rioting and everything that's been going on. So these jurors, they are not immune to the fact that there would be rioting if he's not found guilty, right? It's just what degree is he going to be found guilty? And you, you could, in my view, my my opinion, you could give him a thousand life sentences, and they're still going to riot, guys. It's still going to happen. And here's what I believe about this: I I believe all that stuff is preposition. I believe that the bricks and the and and the urine bottles and the, all you know the fireworks. I I think all that's preposition in place because we're not watching people who are responding to situations concerning police and and black men in America. That's not what we're watching. That's what the media narrative is. That's what the media is telling you this is. That's what they want you to believe that it is. But in reality, what it is, is a Marxist takeover. It's a Marxist revolution. That's why they are attacking businesses. Anytime something like this happens, they attack a business. That's Marxism. Anytime something like, It makes no sense to go steal a flat panel TV because you're mad at a police officer for an interaction with a black guy. That's not that makes no sense at all. But it does if you're attacking capitalism, if you're attacking a free market, if you want to bring about a communist revolution in the United States, that's exactly what you attack. You bring business down, you bring the middle class down, you destroy businesses which supports the middle class and all of those things, which is exactly exactly 100% what they've been doing. And what do you hear from business now? I had, yesterday, I had four, and I won't share their names, I won't share their names, but I had four friends in business in San Antonio, and if I said their names, oh, you would know, and if I said their business, oh, you would know their business, and I'm very close friends with them, these guys are highly placed, highly positioned, and they do very well in business in San Antonio. Let me just put it that way. And the businesses, if I just said the name, you would know, and they're sending me texts on my phone yesterday, because they happen to be friends of mine. You know what they're telling me? They can't get people to work. Why? Because the government is paying them more to sit at home than to actually go to work. 
They make more money sitting at home, not doing anything. When you combine their unemployment, when you combine the stimulus checks, when you combine everything else that they are receiving, they're getting more money to not work, and they can't get anybody to work. And these are pretty good, pretty good jobs, but they just can't do it because nobody wants to work right now because the government is, is supplying everything for them. What is that? What is that? That is a destruction of the middle class. That's Marxism right there. A Marxist revolution is happening right underneath your nose. And the reason this one has a chance of being really successful is that they're not calling it that. These people are sly. The Obamas of the world, the Soroses of the world, people like that, they're sly. They know if you called it a Marxist takeover like they did in the Soviet Union, well, there would be a counter-revolution. They know that. Same thing in Cuba. They knew that there would be a counter-revolution to that if you tried to do what they did in Cuba in 1959. They know that Americans would push back against that. Why do you think they're trying to take guns and put more restrictions on guns? Why do you think Joe Biden would say something like, Ain't nobody in the right mind needs to have a clip. A what? A clip with more than ten bullets in it. Huh? They know. And that's what's happening. So that's what this is about. So in my view, in my opinion, no matter what they do with the Chauvin verdict, the hell's going to tear loose anyway. And it's not about the Chauvin verdict. It is about the Marxist revolution that they're trying to uh, pull right underneath your nose as, as time marches on. Now, it's, it's always interesting when you wake up in the morning and your name is in the paper, and that happened to me today. I, ha- I made a video out of it. It's on the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Treyware page, KTSA.com. It's about an issue that is my kind of my wheelhouse here on the radio station because I've done uh, a, a ton of study, but I've also been a gun owner all of my life. And uh, I address it in the video. And here's the thing about those videos. When I put them up, I, I do read your comments, and I do appreciate your shares because I get comments from people you share it with. Because I don't get everything right all the time, guys. And so I like to read your comments, and sometimes they influence me. So uh, if it's well-reasoned and thought out, I certainly pay close attention to what, what you're saying if you have an uh, opposing view to me. Anyway, uh, check it out. Trey, T-R-E-Y-K-T-S-A, or you can go to my Facebook or KTSA's Facebook for it. I'll address it a little bit further in the next segment, the up- upcoming segment here. We'll talk about it a little bit more. And if you want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, would love to have you do that right now. 210-599-5555. Let me tell you about Car Zeus and Phil Candera and his team at Car Zeus. That's CarZeus.com. They are the company that buys vehicles and they do it every day. They buy trucks and they buy cars and they buy all kinds of stuff, exotics, you know, uh, sports cars. They buy uh, work trucks. They buy vans, all those things. They buy all the time, every day at Car Zeus, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S. They want to buy your vehicle if you want to sell it. They want to buy your vehicle when you're ready to sell it instead of taking it over to the dealership and try to trade it in or instead of trying to sell it privately you can sell it to car zeus and they're so easy so log on fill out the form they make you an offer there's no obligation and it doesn't cost you anything no obligation by looking at that offer you're not saying you're going to accept it and you're going to sell it to them you just you you do whatever you want to do no obligation free offer from our friends at car zeus car Well, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve You can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. Presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Institute for Functional Health and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. AccuWeather forecast today is going to be mostly sunny in 83. Cold front comes through the area tonight.
And most of the area will definitely fill the difference tonight. In fact, up in the hill country, in the 30s, upper 30s, that is. Tomorrow's going to be cooler and a high of 72. Thursday, breezy with a shower around at 67. Friday, a chance of storms. And the weekend... LifeLock.com, promo code RISK. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. That Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational. But you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case. That was the judge yesterday. He would not a happy man when the defense brought that up. And the defense, I think, you know, they're going to have a great appeal based on what Maxine Waters did, based on the television shows. Do you know that there have been fictional television shows that have talked about Derek Chauvin trial and all that, basically convicting him? And, uh, and, and the defense attorney brought that up. Mr. Nelson brought that up yesterday. He said this guy hadn't gotten a fair trial. And uh, he, because, you know, the, the jury has seen all of this, the jury has heard all of this. And really, after what happened last weekend with the shooting of the young man in the car, that jury should have been sequestered right then. And he and the judge didn't do that, and I'm sure the judge probably wishes that he would have done that. Hey, listen, um, my video is up this morning. I, you know, it's always interesting when you wake up and your name's in the paper. You know, I go, oh, now what I do? What, 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 my name in the paper? Well, uh, today it was in the paper because they wrote an article by Jeremy Wallace, the Austin Bureau for the San Antonio Express News, and all, all the papers that run the Express and stuff. And he was talking about constitutional carry. Now, I, I know a lot of people get confused between constitutional carry and open carry. We already have open carry in the state of Texas. What constitutional carry does is it allows you to carry without having a permit. Okay, a law-abiding citizen over the age of 21 who does not have a criminal history and does not have mental health issues can go buy a gun and carry that gun without a permit. Well, let me say this first to all of my friends, and I got a lot of you guys that are my friends that do CHL courses, and you make money off of that, and you don't want to see this go away. I understand, and I'm sorry to step on your toes. I I really am. Uh, I hope we can still be friends. (laughs) Don't cancel me. But uh, I think it's important and imperative that we get this passed. Now, you guys who have listened to me for 47 years, you know that I don't come to you and I don't say, call your congressman, call your senator. Uh, you're, you're, you're an adult. You can decide whether you want to do that or not. This is America. If you want to call your congressman and senator, have at it. If you don't, then don't. It's up to you. If you were ever going to, if you were ever going to approach them, this is an issue to do that on, and I can tell you I'm reaching out to mine today. So you're going to hear from me, Senator, because, and they've already heard from me. Uh, They're hearing from me right now. What this does, and again, there's more details in my video. It's only a two-minute video, so it doesn't take much of your time to watch it, comment on it. Um, What this does is level the playing field. Right now, the playing field is not level. Right now, the criminals have the upper hand because they carry without a permit. Okay? And you guys in the police force, uh, you know, not here at SAPD. I'm talking about Harris County and Dallas County, places like that, that have commented on this. It makes police less safe. How is a law-abiding citizen carrying without a permit make you less safe when criminals carry without a permit every day? It doesn't make you less safe. In fact, I would argue 
the opposite is true that our communities are safer when more good guys with guns carry them and that's based on on research you don't have to believe me i always say check me out don't believe me do the read read the books by john lott and that'll explain a lot of that to you he's done he's done all the research great economist and he's done a lot of research on that and you can read his stuff l-o-t-t john lott but the answer to uh you know safer communities is more law-abiding citizens having the ability to carry their guns without a permit we just need to get this done guys all you senators up there who are telling dan patrick that you you're not going to vote for this or dan patrick governor you're, you're saying lieutenant governor you're saying you don't have the votes for this let's get this done it will make texas safer 100 percent all this argument don't be scared off and, and intimidated all this argument about blood in the streets up to the horse's hoofs and all that stuff we heard all that under concealed carry and not a bit of that happened we heard the same when we talk about campus carry all these professors are going to get shot on the spot all these kids are going to be killing professors no nope, hadn't happened it has not happened that's all hype and bs the truth is when law-abiding citizens are armed then the community as a whole is safer. So let's level the playing field. The criminals carry without a permit. You should, too. Let's get this done. Let's make this a reality. It'll be a difference maker. Look, we just had a funeral in San Antonio where a family there is is at the funeral, and a car pulls up, starts shooting everybody at the funeral, shooting at them, shooting at everybody at the funeral. That's Chicago. That is Chicago. That's here, but that's acting like Chicago. That has every, that has every uh, marking of a gang hit, a retaliatory gang hit when you're at a funeral for a loved one and they come and drop you at the funeral. Funeral's supposed to be a sacred place among gangs, by the way, but they've, they've lost all that honor that they supposedly had at one point. Anyway, the, the point is the key to safety, more safety in our community is law-abiding citizens being able to protect the community. So, let's get this done. There's more details in my video, Trey, T-R-E-Y-K-T-S-A. You can get there through Facebook as well. Amogee Bank, ready to take care of your family every day for all of your banking needs. It might be a checking account, a savings account, CD. It might be a loan, you know, something for your home. Maybe you want to improve your home. Maybe the family's growing and you want to add on to the home. Whatever. Whatever it is you want to do, Amogee has the funds to be able to do that for your home. And Amogee takes great care of their uh, cl clients and customers who actually become members of the Amogee family. I'm, I'm one and have been for many, many years. I love David McGee. Uh, I just think he's one of the best guys on planet Earth. A wonderful person, and he'll make sure that your accounts are taken care of. And if you've got a family-run business, these are the people right here at Amogee to walk you through the entire process to success with your family-run business. Amogee NA, member FDIC. Four seven. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Getting along with... President Putin is a great thing. You know, we should be doing business with Russia. We should be getting along with Russia. Instead of forcing Russia to go into the hands of China, the worst thing you could do is put China and Russia together. And they're together. No way. No way. No way that Joe Biden could have done what Donald Trump did last night on that interview. Great job. 
For those of you who voted for uh, Joe Biden, you voted to break the country, man. The, the, the guy that was on television last night was cool, calm, collected, classy, and he did a great job. And uh, hats off to, to Donald Trump in that interview last night. How come you never see Joe Biden sit down for an interview like that? Because you can't do it. Yeah, there's no way he could go for an hour like that, like uh, Donald Trump did with with Sean Hannity last night, toe to toe, and answer those questions, and still have any semblance of uh, of, of sense, make sense by the time it's over. No way, there's no way. So uh, great job uh, last night. I watched every word of it, uh, and it was it was awesome. It really, really, really was good. And he's going to be involved in 2022, and he's going to be involved in 2024 in some shape, form, or fashion. We'll see what that turns out to be. Six thirty eight. Trey Ware, KTSA, going to Stevens Roof. Newsmaker Hotline, I've told you, the only one we're saving downtown in this election is uh, Clayton Perry, District 10. The early voting is on. It started yesterday, 8 a.m. is when you can go. You don't have to go to your precinct. You can go wherever you want that they're having voting. Take your ID. It doesn't matter. CPS bill will do. Just take an ID and go vote. Uh, vote on May 1st. A lot of people want to vote on May 1st. Uh, Councilman, how are you, sir? Uh, good morning, Trey. I am doing great. It's a little bit little bit tiring yesterday but i was out there uh, going from pole to pole and and checking out the uh, number of people coming in and i to tell you the truth i was a little disappointed it it was kind of a slow turnout in my opinion and uh, i think people really need to take this this voting seriously especially for this local election you know local elections affect you more than federal elections or even state elections this is where the rubber meets the road, and people need to get out and vote. We got two very important propositions on this ballot, and then plus uh, every councilman and the mayor are on this ballot as well. So, need to get out there and vote. Exercise your your rights and uh, uh, let folks know how how you want to see this city progress in the future. And um, let get out there and vote. It's very very important. So. I'm just asking people to get out there, go to, you can vote anywhere in town at any poll. You don't have to go to your precinct and um, get out there and cast your votes for these. Why do you think people aren't? Why Why do you think it's so bad in this area where for years now we've been tracking in the low teens, if that, one year it was 11.7%. So why? Why do you think that is? You know, I think uh, I think after this last election in November, there's a bit of voter fatigue, and uh, people. I, I'm I'm not sure if they're just not interested in the local elections, um, and not really engaged in the issues and what's going on. I mean, again, we got two very important propositions this time. By the way, I voted against, but anyway, there's two two very important propositions that people need to get engaged in those because it will affect this city depending on which way those uh, get voted on. And, um, yeah, that's all I can say. I don't know why uh, people aren't more engaged in their local elections. Let me take a stab at it. Let me take a stab at it, if I might. Um, First of all, I think good, honest uh, conservatives, for the most part, have left San Antonio. They may live in the county. They may even live out of the county. But a lot of them, I'm not saying all, but a lot of them have left San Antonio and they're living elsewhere. I hear from them all the time where they say, you know, what happens in San Antonio affects me because I got a lot of business there, but I can't vote in San Antonio elections. I live out in the county or even, like I said, sometimes out 
of the county. I think that's one issue that conservatives uh, deal with. I, I think a lot of people also uh, within San Antonio that could vote in the election, they just gave up. They just like, uh, it's not going to make any difference. No matter what I do, the machine, the swamp of downtown is going to continue doing what they're doing because, and particularly now with this city council and the reason that I have stood so publicly against this mayor and this city council, um, they have an agenda. This has been agenda, uh, an agenda-driven city council where they have been trying to force their, in my view, a socialist agenda. That's why I've called it San Frantonio very clearly, because I think that's the direction they want to head. And 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 all you got to do is look at these propositions that are supported by the swamp. Uh, proposition A basically gives control of any bond money to city council to spend on whatever they want to spend. And I know exactly what they're doing with that, Clayton. Um, th- this is all about building these homes in neighborhoods like yours and like people in your district, building low-income housing that goes along with the Biden agenda. It's in his infrastructure bill that we've got to go into neighborhoods where people have moved and they've got their families living in there, and we've got to build low-income housing in those neighborhoods. Well, that's exactly what this is going to do. Instead of the citizens deciding, I need a new bridge or I need new sidewalks or I need potholes fixed, they're going to take that money and build low-income housing in neighborhoods throughout san antonio that's the first thing and number two number two is going to do what we're seeing with police departments all across this country you don't have to go far 72 miles to our north austin has had the most incredible exodus out of their police department and they've got hell on their streets now i've got friends at work in austin and they are literally chased by homeless people and criminals down the streets of austin texas i'm not talking beirut lebanon i'm not talking about haiti i'm not talking about some central or south american country i'm talking about austin texas and we've got the story out this morning albuquerque new mexico one of the most beautiful cities on the planet gorgeous sunrises and sunsets great mountains right there albuquerque new mexico they just had 17 officers one lieutenant and two sergeants resign because politics is running their department they can't arrest anybody without getting their hands slapped they can't do anything they they're basically every time they they try to carry out their do their job some political person somewhere slaps them down so they just had 17 officers one lieutenant Lieutenant and two sergeants resigned yesterday from the Albuquerque uh, Police Department, and no way to replace those people. And I'm saying, if you vote yes on B, you're bringing Austin, you're bringing Albuquerque right here to San Antonio. My thoughts. You're absolutely right, Trey. And if that's not a motivator for people to go out and vote and uh, make their feelings known on that ballot... Well, then I don't know what else is, because like I said earlier, this will affect San Antonio in more negative ways than you can imagine. And and people get got to get out there and vote and vote appropriately to keep those changes from happening. And it's uh, it's it's running amok in a lot of these different different areas. Absolutely. I agree with you 100 percent. 
Well, we can look down and the list of what has happened during this regime in downtown San Antonio, everything from the Chick-fil-A debacle all the way to the RNC decision, all the way to very expensive curtains and all these things that have happened during this regime downtown. And they've all been a part of it. They're all headed this in the, in the same direction. They're yes men for the mayor and yes women for the mayor sitting on the city council. If that steps on toes, so be it. I, I really don't care. And that's why I've said that you're the only one worth saving. Flush it. Get rid of all of them. Say no to A and B. Save Clayton Perry in District 10. And let's build a more conservative city council that makes more sense for the people of San Antonio so that San Antonio can be saved. Because I want to tell you something, folks, and I've said this over and over again. I, I think... 10, 15, 20 years down the road. That's something my daddy put in me when I was a little boy. you got to think ahead. Politics is not about today. Politics is about 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And if these folks continue with their agenda in downtown San Antonio, you will not recognize this place. It will be a blue city. It already basically is. And it will be a broke city just like the blue and broke cities all across this country that's what's going to happen in san antonio if you if you reelect this rabble that's down there right now with the exception of clayton clayton thanks for being here i appreciate your time this morning yes sir thank you very much and everybody get out there and vote very very important thank you clayton talk to you soon uh now we didn't talk to clayton this morning to push him Okay, but I do. I I do push him. I believe in him, and I believe what he has stood for. And the reason for that is he has been a man of his word. And and I would not be able to come here and, and, and sit in front of you every day and say the things I say about politicians. And here's what I primarily say about him. You can't believe them. Because they will tell you one thing, they'll kiss you on the mouth, and then stab you in the back with the knife while they're kissing you on the mouth. And politicians do it all the time. They tell you one thing, and they do the opposite. Well, Clayton didn't do that to me. Clayton didn't do that to anybody. Clayton said something, and when the time came, and when hell was looking him in the eye, and I mean all the other city council people and the mayor looking him in the eye, threatening him, saying, this is going to cost you your political career, he said, I don't care. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to do what's right and what's fiscally responsible for this city. So he gets my support my unabashed support to stay there and continue to do that because I don't look at what a guy says or a lady says. I look at what they do because I don't believe them, and you can't. Don't believe politicians until you see what they do. Quick break here. Uh, right back with more. Trey Ware, KTSA. I want to tell you about our friends over at Car Zeus. When you're uh, looking to sell your car, whatever it is, might be one of those uh, vans, you know, uh, might be a, a big truck or a small car. Whatever it is, Car Zeus is ready to buy it when you're ready to sell. Log on to the website, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S dot com. You fill out a little form, they get you an offer. It's a no obligation, no cost offer. So you're not obligated to do business with them in the least, all right? But if you want to, then it's very simple. Uh, they carry out the process. They do all the paperwork. They bring you a check. Boom. It's that simple. If you want to wait, okay, you can wait. They leave it up to you. There's no cost, no obligation. Sell your vehicle to car. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. People got to get out there and vote and vote appropriately to keep those changes from happening. And it's, uh, it's, it's running amok in a lot of these different, different areas. Banana Rama Venus. Yeah, it's 420. And this, of course, is the day that we will see stoners all day on television taking another toke. All right.
So a couple of bits and pieces before the top of the hour. Another indication of the culture is just going to hell. A uh, woman, 31, marries her father-in-law, 60, who comforted her when her marriage to his stepson broke down. Erica Quiggle, 31, from Kentucky, married stepfather-in-law Jeff Quiggle, 60. Jeff offered her a shoulder to cry on after her marriage to Justin Tao uh, faltered. In 2017, after the marriage has ended, Jeff confessed feelings, and they made their love public. Eric said that her ex-husband Justin... Okay, that's enough. God, that's awful. That's enough of that. We don't even have to do that anymore. Ugh. Ugh. Terrible. So, um, Black Lives Matter protesters in Minnesota... Dropped to a knee and began a march over a fatal police officer shooting. No, it wasn't Derek Chauvin. In fact, what happened was, you probably saw this on television. The guy is uh, driving along, and you see the traffic camera footage. He's being chased by police. Man in his 20s, stolen car. He took it from a woman at gunpoint. As he was running away, being chased by police, he was shooting at the police. Then he stopped the car on the highway and got out and started shooting at police, and uh, and the police shot back, and they, they ended up killing a guy in the middle of the highway. It was a carjacking. Guy ran from the cops, shooting at the cops while driving, then stopped, got out of the car, started shooting at the cops while walking down the highway. Cops shot and killed him. BLM shows up, starts taking a knee. BLM starts doing a protest, and then BLM looks and goes... Eh. Hey, wait a minute. That dude's white. Hold on. Everybody, hold on. Hold on. Dude's white. Dude's white. And they got in their cars and left. (laughs) Seriously. They got in their cars and left. Protest called off. CNN did an actual breaking news hit yesterday, both on Twitter and on the air, to report something that, Donald Trump predicted last year. Last year, Donald Trump predicted that all adults over the age of 16 would be able to get the vaccine by April. Well, at that time, CNN said there's no way. Anthony Fauci said, ah, now it's got to be years. It's got to be years before they end up getting the vaccine. Ah, it'll be years. CNN said the same thing. Andy Cooper, there's just no way that everybody over the age of 16 is going to be eligible for the vaccine by April. Guess what? It's April, and guess what's happening? Everybody over the age of 16 is eligible. CNN did a breaking news report on that yesterday. Everybody over the age of 16 is now eligible. Trump predicted it last year. Where in Rima?